It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. What do the teams you root for, your music playlists, and your podcast feeds all have in common? Spoiler alert, they're a reflection of you, and that's what the State Farm Personal Price Plan has in common, too. It gives you options to help personalize your coverage so that you can protect what you care about most at an affordable price just for you, so you can see more of yourself in everything you love. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices vary by state, options selected by customer, availability, and eligibility may vary. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Blisco, along with your host, James Rapine. It's Super Bowl week, which means we have to talk about the Super Bowl. James, we're going to wrap the show up today with some Super Bowl talk. We'll get some picks in, maybe some, some thoughts about the matchup. And I know it's not about the Bengals, but who cares about the other 30 teams during Super Bowl week, honestly? Oh, I know the answer to that question, James. It's our listeners. All they want to talk about is the Cincinnati Bengals. So we will spend, of course, two segments catching you up on some Cincinnati Bengals topics. We haven't talked about the Shaq Barrett quote that Paul Daner Jr. published at The Athletic this week, talking about how excited he was to be a Cincinnati Bengal. We'll talk about that one a little bit. And then we're going to take a look at the mock draft roundup. And there's some very obvious and discernible trends for the players that Experts seem to think the Bengals will draft. But James, let's start with Jack Barrett, the guy that would have been a great free agent signing for the Bengals. It would have been a two-year, $14 million deal or so that the Cincinnati Bengals pulled because they found something in his shoulder. And when you read the full quote, it's a little bit reminiscent of the Warren Sapp deal that fell through at the last hour, at the 11th hour, except it's different because Shaq Barrett, young player, a lot of upside. It just stings a little to read the quote, even though we kind of knew this is what happened a couple of years ago. Yeah, it's not new, necessarily new info, but it, it came from the horse's mouth. And he said he wanted to be in Cincinnati. And after saying he wanted to be in Cincinnati, you look back to 2019, he had 19 and a half sacks, Jake. And then he has eight this year in the regular season, but three in the NFC championship game. He's set to be a free agent again. And the Bengals were the front runners for him. They were the head of the curve. Uh, You know, for all, all of the mistrust there is, with the evaluation in, in the front office of the Bengals and the evaluators at Paul Brown Stadium, they got this right. They brought in this guy who was a free agent from Denver, who had won a ring and was ascending and was on his way up. And they had him and they were first and they were in line. And uh, someone from The Athletic, it wasn't Paul, it was like a year ago, reported that it was a two-year, $14 million deal for Shaq Barrett that they were discussing. It was done And then it wasn't because of the medicals. And can you imagine not saying that the Bengals would have, you know, 
won a ton of games in 2019 or been so much better in 2020. But one of their biggest weaknesses both years was edge rusher. And so I can't help but wonder, and fans can't help but wonder, and I don't blame you, what if the Bengals had signed Shaq Barrett to a two-year, $14 million deal? How does that impact this entire defensive line? How do we feel about Lou Anarumo? How do we feel about Zach Taylor? I mean, it's just the ripple effect. Heck, are the Bucks in the Super Bowl? They probably wouldn't be because he's, he's played a big role on, on their team. So it had a ripple effect across the NFL. When you consider his impact on the NFC title game, I think it's fair to talk about a ripple effect across the NFL for sure. When you read the quote, though, man, that's what's the, that's where the gut punch is for Bengals fans, right? When they pulled off, I was pretty upset because I was putting all my eggs into that basket. I thought Cincinnati would have been the right move for me, and they offered me a two-year contract. That's all I wanted was security, stability for my family. It was a gut shot when they pulled the contract offer. I mean, Bengals fans feeling the same way, seeing what he's done in Tampa now out there on a Super Bowl team. People are questioning the Bengals medical staff around this. And personally, James, I'm never going to come at the medical staff because that's way outside of anything that could ever be publicly known. But people are going to question it. Because the way Barrett talks about it, they said I had something with my shoulder. I never had a shoulder injury. I think that does open a can of worms a little bit, right? If he's saying, the player's saying, I never had a shoulder injury. He obviously got signed with another team. It's not like the situation we saw with Tack McKinley this season where he failed a bunch of teams' physicals, right? This is a guy that, you know, the, the Bengals flagged something. He went to Tampa. He signed in Tampa. He's been fine. And, and the player himself is saying there's no shoulder injury. So that's a can of worms, I think, that there, there's, no, there's no other foot to drop. There's no punishment coming for the Bengals for this. But it, it just looks a little weird to fans. It looks awful. It, it absolutely looks awful. Um, but that doesn't mean that the evaluation at the time wasn't warranted. Uh, I, I don't question that the Bengals medical staff didn't see something that concerned them, right? I mean, and, and so that's the thing. Now, they did get it wrong. It's clear, right? Because the two-year $14 million, that would have been money well spent, right? And he would have been able to live out that that two-year deal fine. That being said, this happens all the time. I mean, one of the biggest medical gaffes, uh, probably the biggest in, in Bengals history, right, is the Antonio Bryant where the the medical staff cleared him and in the medical staff is much different now, but cleared him to to sign and he basically got paid eight and a half nine million dollars to to practice once in two thousand nine. Uh, I think uh, back to the Dallas Mavericks in the early two thousands, they didn't re-sign Steve Nash with Dirk Nowitzki because of Nash's back, and then he went on to become a two time MVP with the Phoenix Suns and and lead that seven seconds or less offense. So medical staffs. Sometimes they just get it wrong, but I think you hit the nail on the head. Now fans are going to question. the They're going to struggle from a trust standpoint, even if – and again, I don't really question the fact that the Bengals saw something medically. Like, of course they did. Otherwise, they would have signed him. Like, why wouldn't they have signed him? It makes no sense. Um, but but now the the public perception and the trust takes a hit. And that's hard to earn. That that's hard to to overcome, especially when you have all these first rounders 
that have suffered injuries, right? Billy Price, William Jackson, John Ross, uh, Jonah Williams, and, and I'm missing some. Obviously, Joe Burrows was a fluke, you know, injury, not the medical stuff's fault necessarily. And, and none of them probably are. But when all of those things come together, then fans are going to question it, whether it's fair or not. There's smoke. There's smoke, but we, we there's no way to know if there's fire. There's never going to be a way to know. I mean, the Bengals took a risk with John Ross, the risk for a number of reasons, not only to do with his health, did not work out. The risk was a health risk, and, and for other reasons it didn't work out. But again, I'm going to reiterate that we, we don't know. There's no way to know these are private health records in the first place. So, you know, there's just no way for the public to know. But when a player like Shaq Barrett says, I didn't have a shoulder injury, I never had one. The Bengals thought they saw something on the MRI. And that's just the way it goes sometimes. And it's the way it's gone too much for this team lately. I'm not sure what you do to fix that. You just hope you don't get so unlucky going forward or something. But there's nothing that we can say from the outside, certainly, without talking to at least somebody, I guess, who's worked in a medical staff with an NFL team to, to get any more insight into this. And it's not like those guys are often readily available for interviews. So maybe that's a goal for the future, James. Let's find a former NFL team, medical staff, or doctor, try to talk to him about what happens in these evaluations that, that could lead to false positives or, or this sort of thing happening, huh? Yeah, that's, that's a good idea. And you, and you heck, it, it'd be great if we, we could find out what they saw or what they thought they saw. And um, look, I, here's what I'll say about the medical staff. Cause again, they're, they're going to take a beating. I, I know for a fact, CJ Uzama and multiple other players, Joe Burrow, et cetera, loves Nick Cosgrave, the director of rehab and performance. And I might have the, the, uh, the title wrong, but the guy that's helping these guys rehab and get back on the field. Uh, so I, I know there are a lot of good people in the organization from that standpoint. And so that's not something I question and I don't think anyone should question it, but there is going to be a trust issue certainly from fans up next. We're going to dive into mock drafts. No, it's not mock draft Monday, but there are a lot of mocks out there. We're going to round them all up for you and break them down and discuss a few guys that we think are going to appear on mock drafts in the upcoming days and months leading up to the 2021 NFL draft on April 29th. We talk about it all the time here on Locked on Bengals. RockAuto.com is the place to go if you need car parts, van parts, any type of automotive parts for your car, truck. It is the perfect place to go. Why? Because you can shop from the comfort of your own home. You don't have to mask up and bundle up if you're in the Midwest right now where I'm freezing my rear end off. You don't have to do that and go outside. You can do it from the comfort of your own home, whether it's a cell phone, laptop, PC, doesn't matter and find the parts you're looking for. It doesn't matter what car you drive, a Toyota, a Mazda, Corolla, a Daewoo. I know people love when I shout out the Daewoos. It doesn't matter if you drive a Daewoo. They have the part you're looking for at rockauto.com. And best of all, prices are always reliably low and the same for professionals as they are for do-it-yourselfers. Don't spend up to twice as much for the same parts. Save money at rockauto.com right now. Go there, see all the parts available for your car or truck, be sure to write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. And be sure to write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box at 
rockauto.com. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you, your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic ball cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm Personal Price Plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. We always do Mock Draft Monday here on Locked on Bengals, but today we're going to break down, or at least take a look at, on the the whole here in the grand scheme of things, some other mock drafts. And Jake, it's it's no secret, Penny Sewell leading the way. A lot of analysts uh, have him going to the Bengals fifth overall, whether it's Mel Kuyper Jr., of ESPN, and he's kind of the the godfather of NFL draft breakdowns, right? Uh, multiple pro football focused a- analysts also have Penny Sewell. Josh Edwards of CBS Sports has Penny Sewell, so he's certainly leading the pack here, with about eleven weeks to go until round one of the NFL draft. And this time, unlike last time, we don't know who the Bengals are going to pick because there's four teams picking ahead of them. Looking at the mock draft roundup from Bengals.com, they've gone out and summarized a whole bunch of mocks all the way down to the the five people that have the Bengals picking Jamar Chase, the three people that have the Bengals picking Rashawn Slater, and even Jason McIntyre from Fox Sports, the guy on an island by himself who has the Bengals picking Micah Parsons, who we haven't even talked about outside of you telling me that Hey, man, this is coming. People are going to want a linebacker at number five, and I just keep dismissing it. But there is a guy, Jason <laughs> McIntyre. There's one out there. So so four guys, realistically, I think three guys that, that have been mocked to the Bengals at number five, two of them offensive tackles and Rashawn Slater and Penny Sewell and Jamar Chase. Nobody has Devontae Smith there. Nobody has Jalen Waddle there. Nobody has Kyle Pitts there. Of the mocks that have teams trading around, None of them have the Bengals trading back either. So I find that to be quite interesting, right? Because I think most of these are assuming a lot of quarterbacks go early. I think a couple of them that have the Bengals picking Rashawn Slater, at least one of them, Daniel Jeremiah, has them picking Slater over Sewell. So a vast majority of these scenarios, assuming Sewell is going to be there at five, we'll see how that changes between now and draft day. And Bengals.com needs to get on board with the all Bengals.com mock that, that I release every week because, see, I, I was the outlier. I'm the guy that doesn't have Sewell or Chase because I don't think either one's going to be there. Like today, I really don't. I think they're they're that good that line, the offensive line is in that much demand and Jamar Chase is going to be that impressive where they go in the top four. And you mentioned a, a couple of these guys, Jake. I think over the next, I'm just going to say three months, we're going to hear much more about Jalen Waddle. Like there's a very real scenario to me where he's the fifth pick. I still think Smith is going to get in consideration, even though I would give the edge probably to Waddle. 
for the Bengals just from age and, you know, a, a bunch of different factors. And he's not the only one. I would be shocked if Kyle Pitts isn't higher on the Bengals board than Rashawn Slater. Right. It's it's easy. It doesn't take a, a a genius or someone to follow the Bengals or know anything about the Bengals to know that their Bengals offensive line sucks. So it's easy to mock some of these offensive linemen to them. But I think some of these other guys, Waddle, Pitts, um, Smith, I think all three of them are still in the running for five. Uh, I certainly lean offense. You know, Micah Parsons, I guess, is the one defensive player that they could consider. I just don't see that at five, even though linebacker Twitter, I'm telling you it's coming, Jake. Just brace yourself because it's definitely coming now that we're uh, we're tenting it. But uh, I certainly um, think that there are guys that aren't being mocked right now, that a month from now, uh, after free agency, two months from now, we're going to be seeing regularly in mocks to the Bengals at five. I think Quiddy Pie is another defensive name that you could keep an eye on. He could be the best defensive player in this draft class, depending on who you ask. But here, here's a challenge I want to issue, James, to these supposed linebacker stands out there that exists <laughs> in the Bengals fandom. Send a message, not a message, send a, a tweet, tag at LockedOnBengals, if you believe the Bengals should be drafting a linebacker, and, and send us your rationale. We've got, we've got mailbag coming up tomorrow anyway. We've got the weekend mailbag, so we're going to be reading through all those tags. We do, we do every day anyway, if I'm being honest. But when we go look for your questions tomorrow, I want to see if anybody out there listening that's on Twitter really believes the Bengals should be drafting a linebacker with their fifth overall pick after listening to me talk on this show for two years. So I can try to figure out where I failed you. <laughs> You take it so personal. It's just there are some people that will see Parsons and see his build and think, man, that could be especially if Devin White balls out on Sunday. Right. <laughs> or, or uh, you know, uh, either of those guys, Levante, David, either one of those backers for the Bucks if they play well. But to me, it's an offensive player anyways, unless they trade down just because I don't really see and I, I get it. Pai is getting some love, too. As much as I could see a scenario where Pitts, Waddle, Smith, obviously Chase, Sewell, you, you could see all these different offensive guys get consideration. It's hard for me to see the Bengals go defense at five without reaching over multiple guys that are, are more talented and better prospects on the offensive side. I do agree with you there. I think that the best players in this class, maybe the best eight players in this class, seven, eight players in this class, or on the offensive side of the ball. There, there's no Chase Young. There's no, you know, stud cornerback prospect or three tech like Aaron Donald. Those guys just aren't in this class. So with that being the case, I, I am with you there 100% that at five, if they stay at five, which is probably more likely than not, right? Mm-hmm. At least yeah. that's what Jay Morrison wrote today, and I agree with that. I think it'll be an offensive player. Speaking of Devin White and Levante David, James, let's talk a little bit about our Super Bowl thoughts coming up next. Super Bowl 55 is coming up in just a couple of days. The Bengals have nothing to say about this game, but maybe you're one of those people that likes to bet on their favorite team to win the Super Bowl every year. If you do, Bet Online has you covered. We've got our odds published to win Super Bowl 56. That's coming up in 2022. And the Cincinnati Bengals come in with some ripe odds. 
75 to 1. Tied for the least likely team to win the Super Bowl in 2022 with the Denver Broncos, Detroit Lions, Jacksonville Jaguars, and New York Jets. Maybe you like those odds because you're one of those ever-optimistic Bengals fans out there. If you do, check out betonline.ag. They'll give you a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit if you use promo code LOCKDOWN when you sign up. Again, that's betonline.ag, promo code LOCKDOWN. 50% welcome bonus to match your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. If you're like me, you're trying to get in shape, you're working on that 2021 summer bod right now, really trying to get things going so when we can vacation again, you're looking good in the sun, right? And so when it comes to getting in shape, nothing feels as good as that accomplishment. Echelon can get you there. Echelon offers the next generation of connected fitness bikes, fitness mirrors, rowing machines, and their Echelon Stride Smart Treadmill No matter what your favorite fitness activity, Echelon gives you a fun, challenging workout from the comfort of your own home. The EX7S is Echelon's latest state-of-the-art innovation that takes cycling to the next level. The EX7S connected bike is built for performance, flexibility, and durability in mind. It's the bike for competitors at heart. Check it out. Echelon makes it so easy to get in shape. You don't have to mask up or get in the cold or nothing. You can work out from the comfort of your own home, safe and sound. And right now, you can try any Echelon fitness equipment at home for 30 days. Go to echelonfit.com slash locked on. That's E-C-H-E-L-O-N fit.com slash locked on. James, it's Super Bowl week, and let's, let's spend some time Let's spend some time prognosticating about your favorite player on not your favorite team playing in yet another Super Bowl. Tom Brady can't get enough. Before we get into that, I just want to quickly shout out both of us. We're both now on the Locked On NFL show. You can find James on that Locked On NFL show on Wednesdays. And now I'm doing Thursdays. So if you don't have enough James and Jake in your life on the Locked On Bengals podcast, And you want to hear us talk about all things NFL on top of that? Well, we've got two more days a week or two more episodes a week just for you. The Locked On Bengals boys rolling in to Locked On NFL and everybody else is like, man, there goes the neighborhood. Those striped up boys. Yep, (laughs) that's it. (laughs) But yeah, make sure you, uh, you listen. Uh, obviously Wednesdays and Thursdays, but uh, every day if you want your uh, your daily dose of NFL coverage. Yeah, we should promote every day as well. We we do have actually some really great hosts across the board from Monday to Friday. So you'll hear Ross Jackson, who we had on the show uh, a couple of days ago this week or last week, I guess, talking about the Senior Bowl. He's on one of the days. So really good lineup of shows that if you don't listen to him, you can check him out. James, Super Bowl week. I know you got Tom Brady in the Bucks, right? No. <laughs> nope. <laughs> because as, uh, as much as I love Brady and as much as I believe in him and he's the GOAT, and I, honestly, I, when I think of GOATs now, it's, uh, it's got Tom Brady's face on it because he is. I just I can't bet against Patrick Mahomes. I can't go against the way he's playing with Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey and you know the, that Chiefs team. It's not just those guys either, by the way. On the other side, Honey Badger, my favorite defensive player in the league, Tyron Matthew, who just causes havoc and is just such a smart, instinctive player. D Fort. I mean, 
those guys in Kansas City are the real deal. And uh, I, I think it's hopefully going to be a good game, but I'm rolling with the Chiefs. Man, two really good quarterbacks that generally conventional wisdom would probably tell you not to bet against, but you have to if you wanted to bet in this game. This is a game that I personally am, am avoiding any sort of betting for sure. I guess I'll try to make a prediction here because the Bengals aren't involved and it's a Super Bowl. I mean, what's well, the Super Bowl if you don't pick a square and, and hope that it lands on it, right? I mean, that's the mm-hmm. whole spirit of the thing. You got your skyline chili dip and your squares. That's what you do in Cincinnati. At least that's what we did when I lived there. So we'll talk about that a little bit. It, it's hard to pick against either of these teams. The Bucks are just loaded with skilled players. It looks like they're getting healthy. They're healthier than the Chiefs, especially with Antoine Winfield on track to play. At least that was a report after Wednesday's practice. So they're getting these guys back. Antonio Brown, Antoine Winfield, and Jordan Whitehead all look to be on track to play. Meanwhile, for the Chiefs, Mike Remmers, who's already a backup, is not going to be 100%. He's dealing with a groin injury. Eric Fisher got hurt last week. Willie Gay, their linebacker, dealing with a knee and an ankle injury. He didn't participate in practice on Wednesday. So you look at the extent of the injuries for the Chiefs, especially on that offensive line. And the path to the Buccaneers winning this game is is maybe narrow, but it is very clear. And that is to disrupt Patrick Mahomes enough. Just enough. It's not like your offense can't score. Disrupt Patrick Mahomes enough that they don't score 31 points or 35 points. And then you go out there yourself and you score 31 points. Right? I mean, you take advantage of the injuries to the tackles, to the guard. I mean, it's a very makeshift offensive line for the Chiefs out there. And if there's anything that slows quarterbacks down in the NFL, doesn't matter how good they are, it's pressure. And that is true for Patrick Mahomes as much as it is for any quarterback in the NFL. Sure. And I do think that that's the key. And the Bucks have to do something else. And it's something that they've struggled to do this year. They have to be patient on offense. Brady's great at this. Bruce Arians and, and the Bucks as a whole, bad at this. It, you're right. They, they have a lot of quick strikes, but they really struggle to do what I talked about a lot with Joe Burrow this year and matriculating the ball down the field. They don't do that. They have chunk plays, baby. Scotty Miller down the sideline. Antonio Brown, big play. Chris Godwin throwing it downfield, right? I mean, they just have all these guys that make big plays. But if you can get Mahomes out of a rhythm and then run the ball, and just let Brady go 10, 11, 12 plays down the field and control the time of possession. And then you have that pass rush well rested. I agree with you that they can be disruptive. The The, the scary part is, and these two teams played during the regular season, and it was just blouses after a quarter. I mean, I was looking forward to it. And by the time I got to the damn game to turn it on, and I don't know if the Bengals were playing that day or not or, or what, what the case was, but I, I didn't get to turn it on right away. And by the time I turned it on, the Chiefs were rolling. And th- they had two 17-point leads in that game. And so I, I think that that's the key. Can the Bucks start well? And can they avoid the crappy turnovers that they've had at times this year. And it wasn't just in the NFC championship game. Like just they look out of sync still. Like it's crazy they're here because even during the seven game winning streak, there's been times where it's like, what the hell is going on? Because you're right. They have so many skill players. And so I think their patience is part of it. 
And last I saw, there was a, a chance, like a 70% chance of rain. It might be the, the Lenny Fournette show along with Ronald Jones. Maybe you try to run the ball a little bit with those two bruising big backs and, and, and control the time of possession. I, I do. I think that does matter in a game like this. And, um, because let's be honest here. If if Brady doesn't turn the ball over and the Bucks don't turn the ball over, you gotta like their chances. They've just turned the ball over a decent amount this year and, and shot themselves in the foot with with un uh, unforced errors that they they certainly can't do and can't have against a team like the Chiefs. That's a Bruce Arians team, man. No risk it, no biscuit. That's, <laughs> That's Bruce right. Arians to his core. I, I think that the Bucks run defense is so good that if the Chiefs are in a position where, where they're up and they're trying to ice the game, they're going to have a hard time bleeding clock if that's something they decide they want to do. I, I don't think that's in Andy Reid's blood. I think they'll continue to you know, stress that defense horizontally with their speed, with pre-stamp motion, and I think they'll be able to move the ball. But to your point, if the game script goes a certain way, and the Bucks can get on the board early and get an early lead, and they can play with a lead, and they can, with a lead, then bleed the clock as much as possible and lean on Tom Brady's greatness and his efficiency to convert third downs. That's, that's massive in the course of the game. But, I mean, how hard is it to get out to a lead that's going to stand up against the Chiefs with Tyree Kill and, and, and Travis Kelsey and the speed of their other skill players who aren't as good, but, but are still very fast. I mean, you're, you're just quick strikes. You're, you're going to get, you're going to get got right. You're almost certainly going to get got. And so Tom Brady with two weeks of prepare to prepare. You don't like to bet against that. He has of course lost in the Super Bowl before a couple of interesting storylines, just historically, the only time Patrick Mahomes has lost in the playoffs was to Tom Brady. That was a couple of years ago. And Tom Brady has never won this many games in the postseason. I, I think that he, he's never won uh, the wild card week all the way through the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So there's some interesting trends. One of those two things will, will not continue on Sunday. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is how long can it go? I get there at home. There's not going to be a ton of fans there, but yeah, they went on the road three times, and now they have to slay this giant in the Chiefs, the defending champs, the the team that honestly slept walked through a lot of this season. And then when the world started to question them, pummeled the Bills. I mean, they, they just crumbled up the Bills and, and, and spit them out, and Patrick Mahomes was like, are you kidding? You really thought Josh Allen was on my level? Like, you know, it was just kind of funny how it how it went. And I hope this game isn't that. Because it very much could be the best quarterback on the planet beats up the guy who's still really good, but just not on that level right now at this point in his career. But there is a path where it's the other way. And it's, man, the Bucks are flying around on defense and they're getting pressure on Mahomes and Brady's dialed in and he's finding all these guys. And it could be 41-42 or you know 41-38 with 2 minutes to go and Mahomes has the ball or 41-38 and Brady has the ball with a minute to go and that's what I want. I want it to go down to the wire and uh if we get that that's that's history baby. That's all you could ask for in a Super Bowl. So hopefully that happens. Everybody's hoping for a competitive game. 
We'll see what we get on Sunday. Hope you get good squares. Hope you get some good skyline dip. We'll be back tomorrow for the mailbag episode, James. And unfortunately, we are splitting tomorrow's episode. So if you're listening to this podcast and you want to submit a question to the mailbag, you can just send in a regular question or you can take another challenge in addition to the linebacker Twitter challenge that I issued earlier, which I hope nobody actually engages in. You can send us two questions, address one to James, one to Jake, and we'll see what questions get answered on tomorrow's episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. Until then, Bengals fans, who day and have a good one. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.